Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you better believe it. It's the Causeway Kings, and we're back once again here proudly with the WMEX Sports Podcast Network and also proudly on AbbingtonCam.tv. Check them out online for all the great programming around the clock. Abington Public Access, thank you so much for having us here tonight. Your friend, Ben Rabinovitz, leading the way as always, along with my trusty co-hosts here. We'll do a quick check-in. We've got returning champ Adam Clancy in the mix. Good to have you back, buddy. It's good to be here, guys. Great to be back here with the crew, back with uh, Abington Cam TV here. Ready to get another episode going. I love it. Of course, Gordo returns, sporting some new threads. I like it, buddy. Good to see you. Yeah, thank you. Um, last night's game, Hockey Fights Cancer. Uh, I wore this shirt today for a good friend, Christine Steck. She's battling cancer right now, so just want to give her a little shout out and show some support for uh, Team Christine. So it's what it's all about: love, love and it. support love from it. the community. <clears throat> and uh, last but not least, he wasn't with us the first time around, but he's back. It's Merrill Marshall. Merrill, good to have you here with us. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Um, a little different, trying to get used to uh, being on set here. So that, uh, this is going to be fun. Thanks to Abington Cam for having us. And uh, I'm just going to try to assimilate in and uh, hit the ground running. He's, he's, he's going to right. figure out what to do with the he's hands. He's a new guy right We never now. know what to do with these hands, but we'll figure it out <laughs> I do. I do guys. miss the ferns, though, and the couch. <laughs> do you want me to grow my hair out? Uh-huh. No, I feel like I'm going to fall back Can in you this grow chair. No, I have no hair. Well, now that we all know the real important questions, folks, we're here to do one very important thing and that's talk Boston Bruins hockey as well as a look around the NHL and boys it's been uh, about a week since we've checked in with the listeners and the viewers uh, maybe a little longer if you're uh, waiting for that last episode from Abington Cam it's been a, been a couple of weeks but we're back we're here the Bruins are 6-1-0 and a beautiful start they're off tonight they just cleaned up house a 3-1 win against the Dallas Stars and on to the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow Clance what are we looking forward to I gotta tell you if you asked me before the season started that they would be 6-1-0 right now, I would have said no. But the way they've been playing, unbelievable. Allmark, if he keeps going the way he is, he is worth every single penny of the $5 million they're paying him right now. No doubt about it. Swayman, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's a little snake-bitten. There's too much pressure on him as the young guy. But Allmark is the go-to guy right now. Uh, forward-wise, they're, they're firing on all cylinders in my eyes. Um D pairs, D pairings, yeah. The Bruins, the Forge just better keep scoring. Forge <laughs> better keep moving, that's right. Gordell, your assessment? I think the, uh, I don't know, it's weird watching, I've watched a lot of NHL games the last week or so, and it's like trying to figure out if anybody plays defense anymore. I don't, th- I don't think anybody does. It's nope. like the craziest thing. Uh, Bruins, hot start. Definitely putting my foot in my mouth um, after the last couple of weeks here, saying that that's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a rough start. But his new favorite uh, player is Connor Clifton. Like like <laughs> like yeah, uh, Connor Clifton. We'll get into that guy in a minute. Allmark, I think he's starting to solidify himself as probably like the 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 front runner for the goaltending position. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know, I, I think the the six. 6-0-1 record is a testament to his play, really. Um, up front, depth is, I mean, for the amount of goals that we're giving up right now, we definitely need to be scoring that many. I think the Bruins are about uh, 20 goals, four in the first six games, Yeah, seven games. The difference um, is outstanding. Yeah, so um, whether or not they're going to continue to keep scoring like that, I guess, I guess it's a little, you know, I was a little... The, the line combos, I don't know what you guys thought, but Monty, I felt like, was kind of... I I know from the preseason, we had the checkmate line, right? Yep. right and right. I liked that a lot. And then I noticed it's over gone. the... I, I know, it's gone. Over, I noticed over the last several games, you'd see... And it was weird. It, you, one one time you'd see Hall out with uh, you know Krejci and um, who's the other Czech kid? Not, Zaka. Not Zaka. Oh, Zaka. And and then you know later you'd see Hall bump up with you know Bergeron and um, uh, oh man, I'm having Jake Debrusque. Debrusque. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there it is. Yeah. It's, but it, it's it's late, folks. I'm, yeah. My brain my brain starting to shut no, down. No, he's not afraid to 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 you know play line roulette and and, and spin Agreed. the wheel. But realistically, so far between the first seven games, the only consistent line they've had has been the third line. It's always been Coyle, Frederick, and Smith. Granted, Smith was a healthy scratch for two games, but 
Greer came in and scored. Greer came in. He's been stepping up. I, I, I don't know what they see in Trent Frederick. I am sorry. Yeah. He, I, you know, little story. I went to the Providence Bruins game on Sunday, took my family, um, the boys, first time to a pro hockey game. Unbelievable atmosphere, a lot of fun. It was like Halloween day, so all the kids were dressed up in their costumes and all that. But there is nothing down in Providence. Nothing on that depth nothing. chart, huh? Well, McLaughlin did not do a whole lot. LaSalle's all right. LaSalle didn't play. Beecher, I think I could beat Beecher one-on-one right now. Beecher has no Yikes. points. He has no points in no Providence points. right now. That's not McLaughlin, good. he looked good at times, but... LaSalle's got, what, six points, I think? And yeah. Five, he's and I think dressed. he didn't play, Wagner didn't play, and I think it's because that was their third game in a row. They played Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. Yeah. So I think they yeah, was giving those guys a, a break. But, um, yeah, they they better hope that, the Bruins better hope that their forward combos stay healthy because there's not a lot of firepower down down below to help out. Well, that, that was my concern going into the season. <clears throat> not that I didn't want them to sign Krejci and Bergeron back. Obviously, you know, Don Sweeney, we've been critical of him, but he's not an idiot. He wants, you know, he needs those players to play for them to have a shot at making the playoffs. But my, my concern is now just long term, are they going to stay healthy? That's everybody's concern, and that's the key to this team. I mean, we're seeing, too, Nick Foligno looks reinvigorated because He's got he's more healthy. goals this season than he had in the first two seasons with the Bruins yeah. combined. Yeah, he, he's healthy now, and I think you're seeing, again, the difference that that can make. And, and I think... Let's be honest, him, Riley, you know, they're playing for their jobs because they know that, you know, the, the, line, the lineup isn't solidified yet. You're going to have Bur- uh, Martian and you're going to have uh, McAvoy coming back into the lineup eventually. Martian, we'll get into it a little later, he's already skating, just uh, started skating yesterday. So there's going to be competition and who's going to be that odd guy out. And I you hope know, to God it's Trent Frederick. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly would make sense. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I mean, he's a first-round pick. He's, he's a unfortunately he's going to get. He's going to get. Well, what I'm saying, I agree. But I'm saying they're going to get. I'll give him a longer leash than they would a kid who is like a fourth round. It's his or, third or year. How much longer a leash does he need? I, hey, yeah. I agree. You'd be surprised with some of these players. I mean, no we offense, I would much rather me. see Greer, Greer in the wing, Coyle in the middle, Smith on the other wing. To add to that, another thing that I was disappointed with with Frederick in the Ottawa game when he took that stupid penalty and boarded. Who was that? Was it Debrinket? Yeah. He boarded yeah. Debrinket. Stupid play. And then Watson comes out when he gets out of the box. And then he won't fight him. He won't fight him. That because Watson would have eaten him for breakfast, lunch, and well, dinner. Well, I mean, it's true. And I think we discussed that on the last show. Was him like you? Know, Defining that kid's role, right? Mm-hmm. Is he gonna is he gonna be a, like a an instigator fighter type, or is he gonna be just a you know an up and down third? It's third almost line like winger? he's like a kind of like from a antagonist standpoint, like a Tom Wilson. He'll he'll do stuff to make you want to fight, but he'll only fight you if he knows that he can beat you. Yeah, Wilson but, can fight though. But I mean, yeah, but Wilson, Wilson won't fight Rebels. Revo wants to fight him. True. Wilson, and Wilson will not go near. Not him. too many people want to fight Revo though. Wilson can score 25 goals. Like Trent Frederick doesn't do anything elite. He's not an elite goal scorer. He's not an elite defender. He doesn't really kill penalties. He's not. No, he's he must be one agitated. heck of a locker room guy to still be on that roster. Yeah. Oh, no well, he I feel bad a, for Coyle right now because Coyle, like, he's on an island all by himself. Well, that, to be honest with you, like, and I've he's said healthy it too, years, years and past since they've had Coyle. Other than the first year he came in with Johansson, with Johansson and Heinen when they were the best line in the playoffs. Since then, Coyle has never had more than two games stretch with the same pair of wings. No. It's different sets of wings every single game for this kid. Impossible to make any kind of chemistry. No, we know how pivotal that exactly. is. Exactly. You know, what they should do is no. get you four lines, give them a five to, you know, maybe six to eight game stretch of all playing together, seeing what works, and then make adjustments from there. Don't make an adjustment after three shifts because they didn't get a point or anything like that it's just it's ridiculous in my yeah, eyes number one f- thing that drives me crazy and i'm right there with you clans you gotta give these things time you can't just make a split yeah. second decision on three four five ships even one game in my opinion is not nearly enough to see if these guys are going to work well together or not and you gotta let that time unfold well, naturally if you look at like the d pairs clifton and forbert they you know they were they play they, well together they play very well together because they've given them that time to develop that chemistry and 
understand their reads and their playing styles. Forbort is cre- clearly you know, a more stay-at-home big defenseman who, to this day, I still challenge to a foot race. And Someday on we're ice race, get that done. I, I, I'm calling it out right now. I want it. Um, <laughs> Let's make and it Cl- happen, And Clifton is more of an offensive-type player in my eyes. So those two, you know, they, they mend well together. They read each other well. When you give them that time to develop that chemistry, then that then you see what happens. They're becoming more of the you know more reliable pair of D to play every game. They were their best pair in the playoffs last year. But I mean, you look at Coyle. Who are they giving them for wings? You got Craig Smith, who hasn't scored since like before the pandemic. It seems like he <laughs> yeah, is snake bit. Yeah. I mean, it almost is like false advertising. Well, he's a five-time twenty-goal scorer. Like that was many moves. Yeah, that yeah, was a been long in the time ago years. when gas yeah. was like a buck fifty a gallon. Like, and then you, got, the then you got Trent. Fre- <laughs> then you got Trent Frederick, who we just you know summarized his scouting report and. It's like, you know, again, it's Coyle having to drag these guys along. Um, maybe he can develop some chemistry with Greer. Um, Both be you boys. I yeah. mean, I'd like to I'd like to see them, you know, shake it up, maybe bring up McLaughlin. I would love again, to see he played Coyle, well Coyle, Greer, and McLaughlin. That would be an unreal third now line. Now you're talking a real grinded yeah. out line. And they're all 6'2 or bigger. Yep. And again, you're yep. going to need that in the postseason because their other lines, even their fourth line, they're not, they're not a real... Uh, big team, but you put them together, you know, in, in the playoffs, that could be a line that could wear teams down. Yeah. Especially coming up against this Detroit Red Wing team coming up, uh, depending on when you're viewing this, folks, on Thursday. Today's Wednesday, right? It yeah, is Wednesday. Today's yes, Wednesday, yes, Wednesday buddy. Sure all day till midnight. All these days just start blurring into one another, and I have no idea anymore. But the Detroit Red Wings are sporting one of the physically largest lines in the NHL. Possibly in NHL history. Yep. And I know you guys saw the stats in the line. Averaging 6'6, 235 pounds. Yes. Woo, that's making me look like a little guy. Yep. One of them's 18 years old. Yeah. And he wow. can play. And Man he's child. got he's got unbelievable hands and he knows the game yep. very well. And he is a he is gonna be a stud in the league in the next few years. Yep. Wow. That's gonna be something that's to keep the an one eye thing on. I feel like Detroit has always done well is develop their players. Yeah, you I know? mean they've they've you know I think they had that down cycle, and now yep. they're they're starting to get on that upswing now, where you've got some really talented, talented. young kids. Yep. Um, you know, and that's going to happen with every organization, um, except the Sabers. Well, they're, they're hey, strong in that hey, too. Well, one <laughs> ten years. I was yeah. going to say tonight, head coach Don Granado, my former junior coach. Hey, they're they're off to a pretty damn good start, man. Yeah. Like you know, Cage Thompson is filthy. Yep. I mean, they're, they they got that one right. They're, they're, Alex they, Tuck, filthy. You oh, got yeah. good pickup. You, you've got power back there now. You've got uh, who's the Dali? Uh, who's coming in? So, he's now who's woken up. Just yeah. lost a five goal score. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he set like a record for like most yeah. point streak for defense or yeah. something like that. By defense, but, but yeah. he, you can see his game is evolving and he's becoming more and more confident. Yep. Every single game, and it's just it's showing now. Yeah. It takes yeah. defensemen longer too. I, I've said that before. I, I mean. Dare we say, though, I mean, I know it's early, but maybe that trade worked out for both teams because the Knights are tied with the Bruins for the most points in the league. Yeah. It's and true. Cassidy versus Monty. You, you, that would be If great. you're going to talk about the Knights, you've you got to give hats off to fill the thrill. Absolutely. Passing, segue, uh, passing right? our man Keith Yandel in the all-time Ironman streak at 690 games. Yep. Um, you know what, though, is they, they had it up on the TV and they were showing each team that he they played for and they had all the games. Never showed the Bruins, Bruins yeah. They did yeah. Pittsburgh, <laughs> Toronto, yeah. Arizona, and um, in Vegas. Vegas now, yeah. Yep. yeah. They probably asked him, they said, uh, Phil, do you want equal representation for all the teams? He went, yeah, uh, except, except Boston. For, except Cut that one down in half. Very you? humble about it, too, though. When they interview him, he's like, you know, what does this mean to you? He goes, I don't know, I guess I play a lot of, of games. games. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think you said six. It's nine hundred and ninety. Nine hundred and eighty games. games. Yes. And, and on top of that, on top of what already was a magical night, his four hundredth goal. Four hundredth career goal. goal. Yep. That is unbelievable stuff. You just don't see. He that looks anymore. rejuvenated in Vegas. They he say he looks like lean. he's lost eighty he, he, pounds. Well, they said he came in twenty-one pounds lighter. Yeah, that's In much better shape, and. But dude, that's just head, that goes to show you. He's got to he's got to shave that head. I'm he, sorry. He's I mean, t- he's guys, I'm not one to talk here. He's man but people. He's you know. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> tried I tried his diet plan when I played hockey and it did, didn't work for what, me. Eating donuts and nachos, e- eating hot, hot dogs, dogs and, hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, I can, he, dude, he can. He's a player. And he can, can snipe. He did he can, ever say if it was a condiment or was it just a plain dog? Like what? What would he do? Would he slather that? You got to throw some ketchup or something. Yeah. Even some honey mustard sauce. 
There you go. That's yeah. the way to do it right he, there. Got to have priorities in order. But what about sauerkraut? What are your thoughts on that? No. Go home. <laughs> yeah. Home. What Doors over the Midwest. I've never had sauerkraut. I just figured I'd, <laughs> I'd throw it out bad. there. It's an acquired taste. I though. am a oh. mustard guy over a ketchup guy when it comes to hot dogs. Just yeah. Say same. That. Okay. Same. That's fair. Uh, that's ketchup. fair. Ketchup all the way. Yeah. Absolutely. So on that note, folks, obviously uh, we're keeping an eye around the league. Let's talk about some of the scores that uh, from last night just so we can get uh, caught up. And I'm going to run through these scores, and one by one you guys tell me, surprised, yes or no? So obviously I don't think anyone's surprised with a 3-1 win from the Bees over the Stars. We'll pass on that one. The Blue Jackets play host to the Arizona Coyotes. 6-3 to three in regulation for the Yotes. Clance, take it away. <laughs> I can't even. And then the troll job by the by the Arizona Coyotes after the game. Oh, I didn't even see that. that. The I, I said on the text even chain. won that. I, I don't know. They <laughs> needless to baffled. say, shocking. They're, Very shocked. Yeah. They're, they're, they're an NHL I, I want to say this NHL season has kicked off. Like you watch some of the games and you're like, wait, how the heck did that just happen? <laughs> I I feel like I that's a, even that. with the Bruins. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, you know. And you guys know me. I'm not even, you know. I just want to watch hockey, and now I've, I've, I've sat and I've watched every Bruins game, and I'm like, oh, man, they're actually pretty freaking good this year. Like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? You know, we're talking about their 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 decor in the back end and, you know, the goaltending situation, who's going to step up, is it going to be Swayman or Almark? And, you know, guys are hurt, and, you know, we're talking about, like, December when we think the Bruins might start, like, putting it together, and now they're, you know, they're, off to, a, they're off to a hot start <laughs> well, right now. Yeah, maybe. Looking at the scores, Benny, we'd hit, you know, sitting here talking about Detroit, who the Bees got tomorrow night. They lose to the Devils 6-2. Six to six two. Two. The Devils have been up and down this season so far. I mean, far, Devils have but... a lot of young talent, obviously. They got, you know, obviously Jack Hughes. They drafted his younger brother, um, was it Luke? Yeah, I think it's yep. Luke. Who's, I think he's in his sophomore year at Michigan. Um, they don't Miles mean, Wood. Miles Wood. Yep. Um, Big sturdy player in that guy. Your boy, Dougie Hamilton. Dougie! <laughs> Dougie Fresh. Um, Nico Hersher, or Heischer. Heischer, yep. Um... Jesper Bratt, all these young guys are starting to come in, but I think Mackenzie Blackwood's their starting goalie yeah. who is, wow. Well, I think that's what you're going to see with a lot. Of, it seems like a lot of teams, there was a lot of turnover, and, uh, you know, you get you see a lot of young kids playing right now, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these up-and-down scores and kind of all over the place, and guys are trying to figure out systems, and, yeah. you know, Bruins, you know, again, back end, yeah, there's some scary parts there, but up front, we've got a ton of veteran presence, and you know, we got guys that can. And I, and I mean, Pasta right now. I, I, you we know, didn't even talk about his snipe last night. That was a six unbelievable. He looked like goal. a Navy SEAL sniping was, someone from 800 yards away. Was talking about that say just the angle Probably in which that Lindholm started, you know, working the blue up top, and he was he was kind of like it wasn't like a, that much of an angle of a pass. No. And the way he turned his body on that thing, and it was just perfect top Under corner. The like, just see the slow motion of though the flex in his stick. Yeah. it's like he like made the letter U. Yeah, he's, oh, he's yeah, unbelievable. It's amazing. I mean, he's he's got to be up there in a conversation. I know we're super early in the season, but I think he's got to be up there in the conversation of like you know one of the one top of the, three one of the, goals. He is leading the team. He's got five. Yeah, I mean he's he's leading the league in points right he's got now. Twelve points, and yep. he's yep. you know a lot of I dollars mean, they're going to be paying for. That's what I'm saying. Talking north of ten million yeah. for him. Yeah. And it's worth someone every wake up, penny. Someone wake up uh, Jeremy Jacobs, let him know. Yeah. Let him wake him up from his <laughs> yeah. uh, siesta. Yeah. Hey, this guy's this guy's putting up points, just FYI. FYI. Do you think he knows who David Pasternak is? Stop. No, I sure hope. I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> yeah. well, so, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, so we're talking all these scores like the Blackhawks beat the Panthers, which is kind of mind boggling. And but when you look at it, I, I just think you see these swings in the way the game is played, like when the Bruins won the cup, you know, that was around the era where you had big physical teams. I know the Blackhawks ended up winning three, but, you know, Ugh. everybody wanted to copy the Ducks and the Bruins. Everyone's trying to be a heavy team. Now the Avs are, you know, win and they're, they're a skilled team. Obviously, yep. they have Kale McCarr, which how are you going to, you know, end fair. up with a Kale McCarr? It's not but fair, I know. You, teams are trying to replicate that now. So I think it's a copycat league is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Well, and, Kale McCarr doesn't have a goal yet, does he? No. You know what? I watched a little bit of that game last night, Rangers Avalanche. Adam Fox was the better defense between the two of them yeah. last night. Yep. Yeah. He made a play last night to the go-ahead goal. He stepped up, played the body on McKinnon, knocked him off the puck, went down, went. It was a three-on-two tic-tac-toe backdoor goal. He got. Yeah. 
Could you imagine Makar and Foxo as a deep pair? Oh, Oof. <laughs> talk about dream team right there, yeah. buddy. That's but what no, I, I mean, Makar's kind of off to a slow start. You just want a Stanley Cup to be entirely. Doesn't I matter. think it'll be all right. Does not matter. You be are on, correct. You should still be on cloud nine, firing like you did winning the cup. Absolutely. Looks okay. uh, look what I think the Tampa right. Bay did. They had a thing on. Years. I saw a thing on social media earlier today, like top five players, like who are kind of like off to slow starts and. Um, Marit Seitzer, the kid who won the Rookie of the Year from Detroit, the defenseman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's kind of invisible. Roman Yossi. Um, <laughs> they had one for Toronto. Oh, boy. Why even bother? And, but it gives, like, on the <laughs> other ones, it gives, like, the reasons. And each reason was nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Speaking of uh, at least nobody in Boston cares, uh, before we continue on with the scores here, can we talk about the inside-out implosion of the Vancouver Canucks this season so far. It is getting Old ugly five out there. They're, they're going for my guy. Listen, if, yeah, if you're, going, going, if for you're going for Connor Bedard, you got to find a different way to go about it because the way they handle it is not We're good. We're not yeah. even 15 games into the season, guys. He <laughs> likes all their social media posts. I heard, I heard he's a Vancouver Canuck fan. Who, Bedard? So. Yeah. 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 He's but, a beast. He is a beast, yes. They've but. they've cycled through coaches. It was Travis Green. Now it's uh, Bruce Boudreaux. Um, I don't know. It's got to be the mix of players. I mean, it's getting ugly. They're throwing jerseys on the ice. JT Miller's chirping the fans. That's never a good hit, it, by the it, way. It's, yeah, that's never great. And they just signed Miller to a big contract, too. Yeah, yeah they just picked him up. Especially, yeah. especially that fan base that's, uh, that's yep. known to be pretty rowdy. Yep. To see, after the Bruins won the Cup. But... Um, yeah, it's a it's a tough situation. I think they're just going to have to tank. I mean, not that we're going to spend too much time on the, on the Canucks, but it's yeah, a disaster. Literally, this season just started. How can we? They're already out of it. Like they are game. already just... Buffalo sabering themselves uh, well, I, from last year. All I all Say, I know is that that boo or Boudreaux is still the big question mark. Are they booing the team? Are they booing the coach? Are they booing everybody all at once? Personally, as a Bruins fan, I'm happy with it either way. Yes. Yeah, we, we beat them. That's fine. It'll always be like that. All the best to you guys. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Bye. So, continuously moving down, I do want to touch on this subject. Uh, the Minnesota Wild finally picked up their first W of the season against the Montreal Canadiens in a 3-1 regulation win. And, of course, uh, you can't talk about Montreal without talking about Carey Price. And, uh, of course, the, the news, uh, they talked about what his addiction was to, and he came right out and said it. You know, after coming so close to a Stanley Cup, so close to putting a caveat on everything and to have it all ripped away in the manner that it was. He said he turned to the bottle, and he was no longer a good player, a good teammate, and most importantly, as he said, he was no longer being a good father. And that's where he finally said, I need help. And it's very important for us to talk about that for a moment because, of course, we're Bruins fans here. To heck with the Habs. I get it. But on a humanity level... Carey Price is the man with the plan, as far as I'm concerned. And we've talked about that very subject countless times here on this program and many others. But Mm -hmm. the NHL substance abuse program is there for a reason. And I just wanted to talk about that with you guys. Get your thoughts. Listen, hockey, you know, yes, it's your job. It's, it's, you know, how you support your family. But in the end of the day, it's your family that matters. And he recognized that. And he stepped up and said, I need to do what I need to do to get better. And, Hats off to him, and he's got my support 150% no matter what. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, obviously speaking from experience, um, you know, good on him for kind of recognizing it when he did. And, you know, he's still got a career left, um, and he's a tremendous goaltender. Mm-hmm. I think I'd we take all, him right I, now. Yep, I think we all know that. So, you know, kudos to him for, you know, recognizing it and getting the help that he needs and um you know i'm sure montreal fans would be excited to see him back in the pipes again yeah um you know he seemed a little uh, in his presser kind of you know still a little bit unsure which is you know not surprising you know kind of coming coming through all that and going through all that is a never an easy thing so um you know wish him the best and you know i i would be i would i wouldn't be surprised to you know, see him back in the net here pretty soon, though. Absolutely. Absolute competitor. Meryl? Yeah, you know, it's uh, the hardest thing to admit is that you have a problem in those situations, and, and I'm glad to see that he's addressing that he has a problem and he's going to get his help that he needs because uh, definitely, I mean, 
He's been synonymous with the Montreal Canadiens for over a decade. I remember when he was 19 years old playing against the uh, Bruins in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, just hopefully he gets the help that he needs. And I'd like to see him, uh, you know, back playing because, I mean, we love, you know, seeing great players, whether it's, you know, guys that take time off due to injury or illness. You know, Mario Lemieux, obviously we're talking about Carey Price. There's been other players. I mean, hell, even Phil Kessel we talked about. Right. So uh, hopefully we get to see him on the ice sooner rather than later because uh, he's definitely uh, a legacy yeah. player in the league. It'd be an unreal crazy. story, though, if he came back and yeah. and they've up got, to the Cup Finals. And, and they've, uh, they've got some, They talk about some good young players. Oh. They've got a lot of good young players, so I think we talked about that before. Like you know, Who is that they guy? they can be. A, I don't think they're been off to the best start. Again, we're like no, they're we're, definitely not been off to a good start. We're very early in the season, but though they're they've got some really really good. You know that that goal uh, Suzuki scored the other night. Oh, that that shootout goal oh was unbelievable. That was, that was but I mean, that, look at the young guys they got. Caulfield. Yeah. Suzuki, the kid they drafted first overall this year. He so just scored his first goal the yeah. other night. Who was the guy that beat Slavkowski. the bag out, out of, of um, Arbor Chicago? The X, X Men. He's a rookie yeah. too. Man. Yeah, I know. He, he worked at Costco like, two years ago. I was gonna say so, he was like he was like flipping, he was like it, making donuts or something or whatever. Yeah, yeah he was, he was literally working in the stockroom at Costco. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's funny they were talking about how like you know the him it's um who's the, how do you pronounce the kid's name they drafted first Slavkowski. overall? Slavkowski. Slavkowski. The other guy we just mentioned, another rookie, how all three of them are staying with the big club. Yep. And um, those two are going to be roommates, but then the number one overall pick kid is going to live with a billet family. Because oh, really? <laughs> they said because he's 18 years old, yeah. he's living in a massive city like Montreal. Like They want him to be with a family to kind of help to be there, support him instead of like, Keep not that his trouble. own teammates won't support him, right. but they, he needs like a family around him. Yeah. He needs, they need somebody keeping an eye on this kid. You can't just toss someone in the middle of downtown Montreal, Quebec, and no. hope for the best. We've no. seen that happen before. Toss me and it's in terrible. Yeah. yeah. Listen, <laughs> I had my fish here, <laughs> yeah. downtown Montreal. But yeah, Slavkowski is 240 pounds. They he broke the um, oxygen bike at the, um, <laughs> the combine. He's, he's a, a beast. He's a beast. It's a horse and a mule all yeah. in one, man. And yeah. his putt control is unbelievable. Yeah. He is. Yeah. But he looks a, like Yogg's out there when he's got his hands on the puck. Ooh, you just can't get away from it's him. It's a man. lot. It's a lot of pressure. I mean, these you know on these young kids. I mean, very, very, very few guys come in and first round draft pick, make the team right off the rip, and then come in and just dominate the league. There's, yeah. It's it's a very yeah, tough count and difficult thing to do. You know, you're trying to balance being an 18 year old kid, you know, and you're playing with guys that can, you know, at that level, they're they're you know boozing and going out and yeah. you know being an I'm adult and all yeah. drinking age true Strangely enough, true yeah, true absolutely. true well yeah it's a dangerous city you can get but, in, I mean, you can get in trouble fast and you can tell though that he, he's got the demeanor of yeah he's 18 years old but he's a man like he, he's a mature young man he knows what he wants to do he knows what his job is and i think he's just going to embrace it and you know well i think a lot of those european to guys too i mean he, he's slovakian right so I mean, <laughs> coming here and being in the, the North America and just, you know, getting out of Slovakia, I oh. think is probably a, you know, something that is, I don't think, you know, a lot of Euros come here and they want to be here and stay here and live here because yeah. it's North America. It's awesome. Right, so, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Hey, you're but, an awesome city. You get to play hockey, like your dream job. That's like, it. Making, making a big dog too. Yeah. He's a good looking dude. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. No. It is what it is. Handsome kid, big, strong. I mean, he's going to be, uh, again, and then you got Martin St. Louis is at the helm there. It's, you know. And he's all about reaching no, fun. There's he's nobody better. Fun. Yeah. That's yeah. the best way he's to He's kind of the it. new wave coach you're seeing now, too. Like that, you know, guy who's played in the league or, you know, that's the kind of guy that, that you know, the teams are going for. Or somebody like... Um, What's his name? Jared Bednar from uh, from the Abs. I mean, you know, a guy who's a young guy, but he toiled in the minors and really yep. worked his way up. Like those are kind of the two, um, the two kinds of coaches you're seeing now. They're getting away from. Although Torts is still around, God He's bless the, the last of the dinosaurs. But I uh, just I think St. Louis is gonna really turn that team around. And they they did an interview with Caulfield, and he's like, it's so crazy. He goes, I grew up wearing 26 because of him. He goes. Now he's my coach. Yeah, and that's. I think they call so cool him. when it's not planned. They, that they way. say Saint Louis's dad. Yeah, there's like a, a, an ongoing joke. Well, in the you see, there's, there's actually a video of Saint Louis showing Caulfield at practice, <coughs> like Excuse a, me. you know, a fake shot move at practice, and then literally the next game, 
Caulfield went out and did it and scored. Yeah, that's you how know? you do it. So you, that, like, little things like that, you can tell that these players are embracing his style of coaching and then believing in what he's trying to teach them. Yeah, well, they're getting. I mean, the 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 torts of the world are. You know they're going away from that, right? Torts. It's just because it's because it's, it's a different generation. I mean, you, it's like you know they were talking about that on sports radio with the Patriots day and Bill Belichick. It's like you know handling Mac Jones and that whole situation right. with football. It's it's a new generation, generation of kids. Evolve. Like the way Zappies the way it's the way you have evolve. to handle them, and you know players have emotions, and coaches finally have to realize that you can't just yell and scream and nope. pound your fist <clears throat> into the ground well, for victory. Towards, like, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Bench and Kevin and Travis Konecki for the third period yeah. last game. Yeah. Why? Yeah, right. <laughs> one was over. Uh, I think one asked for like a football score, maybe. I think Konecki, because they said like yeah. I saw a, a headline like Konecki gets benched for third period for a ridiculous reason. Yeah, that's I think he yeah. asked a fan. I don't the, even know what what Hayes oh, no, he was, it was benched uh, for. It was the baseball game, the Phillies game. He probably oh, had some on. money I, on I it. I think he. I think he asked one of the fans what the score was of the Phillies game and towards. I bet you oh, towards okay. probably did because I think they ended up losing that game. Yeah, well, <laughs> they lost, I want to say they lost that game. You can get away with a lot more when you yeah. win. There's I mean, no doubt about def- that. Definitely not a, you know. But you you bench two of your best players when you're losing. Not the smartest one. Yeah, mm. but again, but I I think some of it still has to go back on the player. Like we've talked about that too. Like, you know, we went from Claude Julian to Cassidy. I mean, now look at Cassidy in Vegas. Like, that's right. I you know. The message wears thin sometimes in hockey. It's 82 games. It's a grind. Yeah. You know, you've played pro hockey. You know how it is. It's like, geez. We, you know. Well, you have to get, you have to get, you know, it's a balance, right? So you've got 20-something guys in your locker room, and every single one of them has an ego because they're all getting paid big money. And, you know, big money. a lot of guys were first-round draft picks and this and this and this. And you have to figure out a way how to, you know, juggle all that and keep the keep the unit cohesive throughout eighty something games. And then if you make it through the playoffs, like, you know, it's that's a lot, man. It's a long season. They play a ton of games. It's like I, travel. You know, There's a reason be, they call it the War Room in Toronto. Yeah. that's for certain. You gotta but get those things right. I did have some. I was thinking over the weekend about Montgomery and you know just some of the stuff that he went through, as we all know some of his uh, stuff in Dallas, and I'm like, I wonder if they brought him in here just to be like a puppet, you know? Like, I certainly hope not, just nah, for that I, guy's I, reputational I, sake. I right? feel like they, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. I think they brought Playing him in. Devil's advocate. Brand I know new voice, no ties the to the organization. You know, different style of coaching. So far, I love what he's done. You know, I think the, guy, I think the team is really... They're definitely, res- his they're definitely responding to him. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a run-and-gun style of play that the players, I'm sure, have been looking for for quite some time. I mean, let's be honest. I liked Cassidy and all, but it was a rigorous system. There was no run-and-gun taking chances. And now with uh, with Monty's system, it is a lot more run-and-gun. And if a player finds themselves out of position or gets beat, you're, the whole team's in trouble now. And that was one link. I like it, though. I like putting everybody all hands on deck. Let's go for it. The forecheck, the back check. Five-man attack, yeah. Well, that's five-man attack. Don't, you but don't see many man, players out of position in the games now. They were talking Outside about how like, the centers are <laughs> much more reliable in all three zones. They're they're better positioned. Like, look at Bergeron's empty net goal the other night. You know, just having a stick in the right place and mm-hmm. playing the, the angle the right way to knock the pass down and... Gets an open net, you know. My only watching these games, and I'm like, man, I would not want to be a defenseman in the NHL. Nope. It's <laughs> you can't do anything anymore. No, you can't clutch, you can't grab, you can't. If you look you, at you, a guy the wrong you way, you can't. You can't hold up or like you know, kind of you know, give your D partner a little time. You can't touch anybody. And then loose pucks in front, you can't touch anybody. Nope. It's like watching it, and that's probably why I don't watch much of it <laughs> until the playoffs, because then the playoffs come around and they kind of just let it all go. Yeah. But it's it's like I'm, I'm watching some of these games, and it's just like they're it's like a zone defense where just, you know. Keep you, the guy in front of you. you. But yeah. it's like also you've got these highly, highly skilled guys. Like, you know, I guess it's probably like a, you know, caution on the side error we'd rather just like you know be backed off 
and some of know, the gaps they're giving up are insane. Right? Well, you have Real to. Bad. You have to. I mean, these guys, these guys can flat out fly. You know, you get uh, Connor McDavid being untouched coming through the neutral zone of the puck. I mean, what what, are you, what, what are you supposed to do as a defenseman? And how many strides do you really think check. you have to catch someone like that? None. None. Honestly. None Maybe two if you're lucky. If they catch that one on you, it's all over right there. Yeah. I mean, you know, same thing with Pasta, right? Like, he, I'm watching games, and, and I'm like, man, I would have, you know, coming through the middle. It, like, you know, and I'm like... How how is how is he you know it's very brave but it's like that's the way it is now it's it's kids are lucky Scott Stevens is retired I was just gonna I was just gonna say you don't see the Scott Stevens style hits anymore because everybody wants to fight is a clean hit and is a fight right I I hate that whenever there's a clean hit any they always feel like they like perfect example the game the other night right Connor Clifton our boy. Reverse yeah. hit. Rever- no, no. Was it that one? A, yeah, reverse hits. hit. Yeah. Clean hit. Yeah, good hit. His- Hiskanen went down, and Colin Miller comes in, tries fighting him. I think he regretted that because if you lost the replay, <laughs> oh, he definitely Clifton it. got him with an uppercut. He got fed. And Miller <laughs> went good. down. Well, you're all, like, how, how do you come in there and then fight a kid that's, five, let's see, 5'10"? Yeah. And then you get, and Miller's six you, get, four. you get bundled? Yeah. You know? I, just, I, I hate it. that part of the game where when there's a clean... Hard hockey hit, the other team has, they think that you have to fight. Because nobody hits If anymore, you go really. back to when you started <laughs> right. playing hockey, body checking was part of the game. Yeah. Huge body checks as well. You know? And there was no regulation of safety for your skull, your spine, your knees, none It of was that. funny. I was listening to Missing Curfew um, earlier today, and they had Andy Sutton, who was a big, you know, 6'5", 240-pound defenseman in the NHL. Love to throw the and body around. And Scotty Upshaw asked him, like, you see these young guys, these guys coming through the middle. Like, what's going through your head? He goes, I'm seeing green light all day long. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Yeah. Whether it's McDavid, Kane, or, or some goon. He goes, I'm coming across the middle, and I'm putting them on their butt. Yeah. Well, look at McKinnon last year. get hit by Taylor Hall, who's hardly, you know. Uh, hardly a physical player. Yeah, he, he's, he's hardly a, a power forward. But he, he, you know, had his head down, got caught with his head down. His own stick came up and hit him. And they penalized Hall for it because yeah. yeah. the stupid rule. But, mm. I mean, that's the other thing. Hitting is so rare, especially in the regular season. Now, in the playoffs, you, you see it. That's part of the reason why we love it so much. But it's like, it's very rare. Like, you'll see a big hit in the regular season game now. And that's why the the other team gets up in arms, and the, you know there's a fight. You know, a fight breaks out off a clean hit. It's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. I can't yeah. stand it. That, that's why I don't really take much stock in the the regular season anymore. You know, like hey, I'm I'm Neither glad. The Tampa I'm, Bay Lightning, they just get in. They, well, they, that, <laughs> exactly. but they're, well, that's, that's the a perfect example, <laughs> yeah. right? They wow. they just kind of go through the motions. They do what they got to do. They get their points, and then you know Kucherov comes back out of nowhere and long term IR know, baby. And then here we go. Like speaking of fighting, though, did anyone see the college fight between? Um, oh yeah, I saw Ohio that. and um, yeah. University of is it Alaska? Yeah, it was Alaska. No, yeah. I need like, to hear about this, please. It, it was oh, it I was like literally like a bench clearing brawl, like helmets off, fights. Was it the end of the game? End of the game. It was yeah. in the, oh, it was in the so handshake line. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, even worse. It was, the penalties. Oh it was, goodness. It was pretty intense. Yeah. You know, but now there are you know there's you, you don't see many of those. Should they allow fighting in college hockey if oh, these guys are going to go on to play pro? Should they be able to defend themselves right from? There's no way the. You know, it's like fighting no out of college. Are you but kidding? Up to the pros, they're well, gonna get I know Gordon's got a few thoughts Like one of the arguments is is like if you can fight in junior hockey. And you can fight in pro hockey. Why can't you fight in college hockey? Right, it's part of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you play it like you know. You go from junior hockey, and it, the, it's way different now. But like when I played junior hockey, I didn't wear anything. I didn't wear a visor. I wore nothing. You're yeah. a wild man, though. And yeah. then and then you go to college, and you got to put a cage back on. Yep. And then so I do get the points, but I think it's the. NCAA will never let that happen. No, absolutely ever. not. That's and why I, you have and full it, face cages on and all then, these players. Well, then you're asking the colleges, too. Like, you know, guys get fights. You, you're talking stitches, dental work, like all that sort of Your stuff. insurance like, is going to go through the roof. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just from an insurance liability, I can't imagine that that would ever, ever happen. I mean, they've been talking about visors for college forever. It's been at least 20 years so that bet- I know of. Well, just for the stick play, right, and the checking yeah. and all that stuff. Like, it, they were talking about it. You know, these guys, there's a lot of guys in college that run around like idiots. And, you know, they're like, you're you're a missile. You just go in full speed yeah. and, like, just, you know, you got all the protection in the world. Your face is protected. Everything's protected. And you're just going in full speed and just, you know, killing guys. Yeah, there's no regard yeah, for the and opponent. Then, and, then, and then there's no repercussions for... 
you know, play like that, like, you know, they're going to call it more times than not in college. Like if you're, you know, obviously if you run full speed across the ice. A charge is a charge. charge, Yeah. So, but, you know. When was the last time you saw a kid suspended for something like that in college? I mean, I I can't recall. It's been a long time. I want to say, like, I got into a, I got into a fight maybe my sophomore year of college. So Gordo was the last one in college. No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, And I want to say, we had a nice little tilt, a little line brawl against Northeastern. And then uh, I want to say we played Merrimack maybe, a kid that I grew up with. Uh, playing playing for Merrimack, he just beanbagged one of our guys. He ripped his jersey off. He threw it in the stands. Wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> but outside of that, I mean, you know. But the games get like physically brutal, and a lot of it, you know. I, I mean, the, you talk about concussions and all that sort of stuff for for players, like, you know, the checking the right way, and like, you know, when you put a visor on your face, you're not checking the same way. No, it just it's it ain't happening. You know, plus all the stick work and stuff like that. Like, you know, you've got to watch your P's and Q's and, you know, to lead with your face is not going to go very well with the visor on. Does Usually. work very well. Like you said, though, like, you know, every college team has a couple guys that are out there running around hitting anything yeah. that moves. Typically, it's those guys that, you know, they're there on scholarship, but they got, you know, one year for four trying to, you know, make a name for themselves to get, okay, year two comes, getting the second year instead of, you know, being a, a stud at, you know, recruiting, you know, getting four for four right off the bat, you know? Yeah. Or now with the transfer portal, it's like, oh hey, God. you know, I'm just going to try to impress. I'm, I'm just going like to tender for college hockey. Yeah. Right? I'm just going to try to impress, you know, if I'm playing five, eight minutes a game and maybe I'll transfer next year to another school. Another school will be like, hey, you know, come here. We'll play on the power play. We'll, we'll play in the penalty kill or whatever the case may be. I mean,. I mean, I even I as I sat down this weekend and I watched you Lowell against Northeastern and the hitting was yeah it was way different than an NHL game. Yeah. You just yeah. tell. Yeah. What about uh, the Quincy College team getting underway? Definitely want to talk about that for a moment. Yeah, they've well um, play they're zero well. two right now, but you know what? It's their first year. Just they're, they're not getting blown out either. You know, they they lost their first game I think seven four. Um, they no. lost their second game five three. I mean, Matt Gibbons and, and Kyle Robinson are doing great things over there. I, I think they're going to be end up being a, a very good program over the next few years. Um, they got some good players over there. Uh, they're decked out, obviously, head to toe for barrel gear. Um, but I, I think, you know, I'm hoping to catch one of their games. I think they're playing Friday night against Babson or, no, Johnson & Wales, I think, Friday night. But um, Still blows me away that a culinary school has a hockey team, but, hey. They're, they're, they're actually they're, pretty they're, good. They're I varsity, believe it. Pretty I good. Believe their varsity it. team is one of the top te- D three teams in the country. Yeah, wow. they they, have, they they send at least four or five kids every year off to play in the Southern Pro League or East Coast League or some a league like that. They they've turned their program around big time. They've so been fo- good for a while, folks. Yeah. If you didn't know that, like I didn't know that just now, we all learned something together, and that's important right there. Here on the Causeway Kings, again, part of the WMEX Sports Podcast Network and proudly here on the Abington Cam Network. Make sure you check out the website for all postings, all the shows, some great content at abingtoncam.tv. Check that out at uh, pretty much any time. And the YouTube channel has got a lot, too. Of course, covering the Abington Green Wave hockey team. Coach Woodford, a good friend of ours here on the show. And I can't wait for the season to get underway on the high school level so we can have Coach uh, Woodford oh, yeah. on here. I've, uh, I've known Coach Brian Woodford since kindergarten. Wow. Yep, all the way back to the good old Dorchester Youth Hockey days. Great, great guy. He's doing great things with that program over there. Really I, I think he's, not even from a high school standpoint, he's doing a lot for the youth program as well. You know, he started like an Abington Street Hockey League, which really took off. Um, he, he's just, you know, he's, he bleeds Abington Green through and through, and he, I'm very proud of him, happy for him, and wish him nothing but the best of luck with his uh, future with that team. Absolutely. Like I said, can't wait to have him on here with us. We can uh, squeeze in a fifth seat here. What do you think, yeah. guys? I actually think this year they're starting a girls program. Really? I believe so, yeah. That's, That's very great. important because, of course, there were a couple of female players, and they just ended up on the boys' team with everybody else, which was just fine and dandy mm-hmm. for everybody. I believe the family as well. Uh, I believe there's three or four siblings yeah. from that same yeah. family. There's too. one, uh, yeah, the, I, th- I believe it's a Pinot family, I want to say. So. Yeah, Possibly, I, I think yes. the daughter's Callie. Yes, I, yes. I, that's exactly yes. who it is. I knew, yes. I, so I coached a couple of the, the, the two older brothers. 
Um, I think one's going to be a senior this year. But Callie's like phenomenal, phenomenal softball player. Yeah, and she's a very good hockey player too. And it's like you know, but you know, like you're saying, you have, if you actually get somebody that actually cares, it's really funny what you can do in hockey. Right. And, you know, yeah. like having like perfect you, example. You haven't heard anything. I, you know, I've been in Easton the last five years, and they have no hockey program. But it's weird. There's a lot of kids from the town that play. I'm like, why doesn't anybody ever just you know? Try to put something together, you, yeah. and it's it's sad because youth, the youth hockey side from the, at the town level, it's it's getting you know you're seeing like like Brockton youth hockey is gone, right? Which, which is gone. which is crazy. Like that, yeah. I, I played with a ton of ton of kids from that area. Boxer um, hockey shall make a return someday. Yeah, and I'm sure it will. Again, it, it's just it always takes that one person you know in the community that's you know. And from the sounds of it, Abington, like I'm seeing Abington stuff starting to pop up all over the place, which is great. Like yeah. it's, you know, we need more of that. No, I agree. And I think the hard part of it is always, as we all know, hockey is in a very expensive sport. That's yeah. the And it's only problem. getting more costly. It, it yeah. really is. I mean, it's. Yeah, I saw a, de- I saw a debate on Twitter the other day where they were, someone posted, you know, all the top line stuff for Bauer. It was like a stick, a pair of pants, a helmet. It, it was like wasn't a, even enough to actually play a game. It was cr- it was wild how expensive. And they talk, you know, and Bauer is one of those you know brands that talks about exclusivity and everyone can play the game. And it's like your skates are a thousand dollars a piece, your hockey sticks are three hundred and fifty dollars a piece. How is that? But then other people are coming back being like, well, you can't get this lower model for like 200 bucks. And, and I, I, when people do that, it aggravates the shit out of the crap out of me because and I, I just swore. Sorry, guys. Um, it just aggravates me to death because the lower end stuff for most of these brands are complete garbage. Yeah, they're garbage. Yeah, they're not. They're, they literally are complete garbage. You know, not even to like really talk about that much, but like that's one thing I love about Vibero. Right, yeah. Andy Sutton developed one stick that is, in my eyes, Merrill, you've used it, dude. It is amazing. It's like, you know, it's awesome. one of these things. Like again, like he said, you go to Pure Hockey and you see six different Bauer sticks, you see six different Warrior sticks, six different CCM sticks. Yeah, all at different price levels because the cheaper it is, the the, the crappier the stick is. To be honest with you, Verbero's got, got one stick at in. one price. And that and works. It, it's a top line stick. It, it's the top line stick says for it. You got to try it. Yeah. Well, but it's yeah. the best part is it's cost effective for the for the everyday person. Well, I just heard you know? I heard Bowers going out again. So I, I want to say they've probably filed for bankruptcy or sold probably three or four well, times. If you're in, selling thousand dollars skates and no one's buying well, in mass. Yeah. Of course you're gonna end you, up like that. It's yeah. the thing yeah. is you lose out to all these you're other charging three hundred and sixty five dollars for a stick. That's ridiculous. And the worst part is is like. You're only giving a 30-day warranty on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nothing for nothing, but it costs less for a, a three-day weekend in Vermont. You know, no, that's ridiculous. You no, can't even buy nothing, a carpet. No, no, no offense. That, that stick costs for the top line, but I think it's called like the Sync now that's out, the brand yeah. new one. My truck payment is less than the cost of that stick. Woo! Now, what does that say right there, folks? Yeah. I think we're all in agreement. Hockey is a great sport, but, man, has it got to find a way to be more cost-effective. realistically, like... Does the gear make a difference to a point? Yeah. You know, it's funny. You see kids nowadays, like, they, they muffin a shot. The first thing they do is they look at the stick. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's like, trust me, kid. It has it nothing to do with the stick, Cal. <laughs> Unless the stick explodes in your hands and it's in three pieces. At which point, it, then it's you not can the look at fault. it and go, what happened? It's I, not the stick's fault. I had a kid come up to me on Monday night. at uh, We had practice, and we had a split practice. So we had, you know, the two two teams, same age level on the ice together. And a kid came over to the bench, and he's untaping his stick and I'm like what are you doing buddy and he's like ah oh, my dad taped my stick and you could tell this thing is probably like not tw- good 20 years old it's probably been handed down through oh, you know no. 10 different people <laughs> and it would look like it was broken on the heel a little bit and so it was already taped and what the dad just did is he just took another roll of tape and just rolled it oh, over. Oh. so it was like kind so of it probably weighed about 30 pounds kids a beautiful skater he's got great hands he's- like Floating up with a boat oil out shot, there. Shot was a little tough, but I'm like, hey, like, you know, like I remember when I was a kid, my dad, we, we used to go to Coleman Sports, which is not <laughs> around, which is not, I'm, I'm dating myself, and we <laughs> would, they would sell uh, wood sticks, they were like in a barrel, you'd grab them out, and it was like two for eight bucks. Yep. Now that's what I'm two, talking two, about. And then if I broke one, my dad would duct tape it, 
and like put screws in it and give it back to me. So you gotta that, get your eight bucks out of that thing. That's just yeah. you know now now every time I buy my son a stick, I like I put a bow on it and I like hand it to him. Yeah. Like you know you have no idea how lucky you are. You know how much overtime I had to work for that stick. Yeah, yeah I mean exactly. it's literally, it's, kid. Again, like I said, the gear makes a difference to a point. Yeah. You I don't think gear so much, but I do think sticks and skates. Yeah, like make skates, the difference. Yeah, skates, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, because that you know that's what you're on twenty. You know, the all the time you're on the ice, you're on your feet. You want your feet to feel comfortable, light. You know, easy to move. <clears throat> sticks. Yeah, you don't want to be using a two by four. Yeah. No. But you also you don't want you know you want to use something that's durable, but the stick isn't the guy. You know, the one that scores the goals. It's the player. Yeah. The right. one. You know? The one thing I invest my money in and I always will is helmets. Absolutely. Oh, you I get, can never I, have. Absolutely. You know, unfortunately, they're like 250 bucks for a I helmet, mean, but it's light, it's safe. It's, you know, I, I've gotten both my sons the top of the line Bauer yep. helmets just because I want their head to be protected. I had that debate so. with my wife when my, my oldest who just turned five is, you know, doing the learn to play now. Yeah. And I went out and bought him a new helmet. She goes, you're going to pay $310 for a helmet? I said, uh, yeah. 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 And that's actually not even the top line one. Yeah. And if I'm going to do it again in about four months. Exactly. If it, if, it, if it saves his brain, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He needs that little pudding cap there for quite a long time to come, so yeah, you might you know. as well keep it protected. Yeah. Guys, we are coming up on the latter side of the show already. I feel like we just started. This is yeah. so fun, but as all things that are fun, just flies right by. So yep. let's look ahead to tomorrow. The Boston Bruins are going to play host to the Detroit Red Wings in an original six matchup at TD Garden. A 7 o'clock start time, I do believe. Boys, what are we looking forward to in this one? Because it's going to be a tight game. Yeah. I'm predicting a 5-2 victory Woo. by the Bruins. Allmark is going to have, I'd say, Cheers to that. 30 saves. You think Allmark's going to start? I think Allmark should. I think he should start. Yeah. If he doesn't start and Swayman starts, go with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm still in Going the mood. I think I'm loss. still in the mood for like a little healthy competition at the. Oh, I tank. love it! I want the healthy competition. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know they gave they gave Swayman the one start. He obviously laid an egg, and you know Almark had to come to the rescue. But you know, I, I he he the kid did show signs last year of being a good goaltender. So I think just to completely give up on him and mm -hmm. then have Elmark play all the games, I think that would be a no. I a think bad they should idea. give like a four or five game stretch, yeah. Yeah. whether he wins or loses. Yeah, let him learn. I mean, I mean, the days of the guys like Henrik Lundqvist playing seventy games, Martin Brodeur no, playing seventy games. Those days are over no. with you. The tandems now are like basically 50-50. You know, mm -hmm. one guy. One guy plays, you know, forty-five games. The other guy plays thirty-seven. So I, I well, would. If you look back last year, Allmark and Swayman both played forty-one games. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. they're also playing. They're paying these guys a hell of a whole lot of money. They're, they're so. paying Allmark five million dollars. They're only paying Swayman not yeah. even a million Peanuts. bucks. Yeah. Big so, deal dollars you know, right there. So but the good thing is about that tandem is, if Swayman's struggling, like Allmark's going to step in and help him. Yeah. He's going to work with him at, at the rink. He's going to help him out and build yeah. his confidence. Because yeah. Swayman's, what, 23? Yeah. yeah, he's still a baby. Confidence is a huge thing at this yeah. level. Well, like when we had Darling on the show, right? He yeah. talked about it with, with uh, Crawford. Yep. It's like, you know, it, was, yep. it wasn't It was about, you know, who's, whose net it was that night or it was about their relationship and working together. Yep. And it's like, dude, dude, this is your game. Like, yeah. you got it. Let's go, man. And, you know, I think that Scott, I think he's looking good on TV. He does yeah. look good. He's, on he's looking, looking really real good, good on TV. Real he's he's got the hair done I, up nice. I I, I commented trim. on one of his Instagram yeah. stories. I said, "You are a stud." Yeah, <laughs> he's looking sharp. He's all he's the got the suits. He's got the suits yeah. going. Like Ooh. he, you know. he still look like he's in playing shape too. Yeah, he yeah. still looks like he's yeah. pretty. Yeah, hey, stout. good for him, man. We're gonna like, send him some Causeway King cufflinks or something like that. Absolutely. Let's get him a Causeway King's tie. There you go. Yeah, no, I think tomorrow will be. You know, I'm intrigued to see the Red Wings, and I think that over the, the long haul of the season, I think they're going to, you know, they'll have some up and downs, but I think they're going to. I can't wait to see that big, I think, that line. Yeah. I can't wait oh, to see that line. I can't I wait think, to see literally, side literally. Yeah. Side so, and, and, you know, and on the on the Bruins side, like, you know, again, I, we got some older guys, you know, Bergey. I'd like to see how he's going to look as we start really starting he's to get. He's got, what, four goals already this year? Yeah. And, again, we just – i that's why I started the this session off saying, you know, I know it's only the first week, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. He even take the brush, killing penalties. I'm, a, I'm like, what well, so you, and I, was <laughs> I want to hear the Clifton so, thing. So I was going yeah, to bring it – well, no, one, I'm going to – I am going to say I was very – 
um, about DeBrusque. Very critical. Critical of DeBrusque. Uh, quite a bit. The kid, you know, can he keep it going? We'll see. But I will say, he's hard on pucks. He's absolutely buzzing out there. Um, and it's you're getting a good look at what the kid actually is. Like, you know, I don't think he thinks it that well. I, I shouldn't say that. He thinks it okay. Um, but his speed is deadly. I and never realized how the fast he was. The goal against Ekblad. Yeah, yeah well, that setup. Yeah, that set Ekblad back to the he, IR. And he's got a fire in his belly right now. So he's been playing hard. He's been hard on yeah. pucks. He's been all over the ice. He kind of slowed down a little bit the last couple games. So we'll kind of see. But also, I think it's a little bit of the inconsistency with the lineup, I think, too. Yes. Where they're kind of like moving some guys in and out. Yeah, Zach is with Preaching um, Hall. Then it switches. And then my, my boy my boy Clifton, like if Jack Edwards. And, and Brickley, like every time I say something negative about that kid, those two come right back and be like, "Man, that, that's good. That, that's Cliff good." Jack Brickley there, my text. I said Gordo just went off. Let him have it. Let him again. Ta <laughs> offensively, good. Uh, he's definitely he's got some speed. Um, his decision making in our own end is not great. <laughs> and, and defensively, he just gets beat all over the place. Like he just gets knocked off pucks everywhere he goes. And he's just, he seems very lost in the D zone, which is kind of strange because it doesn't seem like their, their system is that, you know, problematic to figure out. But you would think, you would think, um, you know, again, offensively, great. You know, um, I think it was nice to get Grizzly back. You know, again, not a huge fan of him either. Um, Are you a fan of anyone on the Bruins? Of Lindholm. So let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. Let the man finish. So Lindholm, like really liking him yes. right now, man. Like that's the guy if that If he I'm, could get rid of the tinted visor, I'd hair. like him even better. He, well, he needed, he's probably to wear because he gets brains big. Not, not in the next he week. big, plays heavy. He's got very high-end skating. Like, and he's, I like him on the power play. Like, I like how he's working it up top. He's got an absolute missile, missile for a shot. Um, and he's played really like he's played he's played with an edge like I I'm like I Especially really like the, the number one D man with an edge after the hit he took last year. So after Absolutely. last year, I was kind of like, yeah, we'll see how he comes back this year. And to my surprise, like I've been like really, you know, enamored watching him play. I'm like, I really like this guy. The rest of the D struggle bus city, yes. but we have so much offense. We have so much offense offensive punch up front that. I think that's kind of disguising the back end right now. And too, Allmark has just been. Allmark has been. He's unreal. been lights out. I gotta out. ask you guys real quick. Back to the stick thing, real quick. We're in our final three minutes. Just a heads up. No problem. We'll only take thirty seconds. Beautiful. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks, Meryl. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Causeway um, King. Continue the joke, please. <laughs> I've never been a fan of it. I've never done it myself. But what do you think the reasoning is for like these guys like? Spray painting the lower part of their sticks, like, like I don't understand that, it. You know what? I'm, I'm yeah. being dead serious. That's I'm old back. school, baby. You no, know, I was on the ice last night at practice. I was helping out with the U14 Terriers, and one of the kids had it. I look at him, I go, "What is the purpose of that?" He goes, "It looks awesome." I said, "No, it doesn't." <laughs> I don't know. Clint's just ruining this kid's dreams. All so I can remember is walking in like the college, like we, you know, you take your get your gitch and put your stuff on and take your suit off and then you go grab your two like brand new wood sticks and guys would be like cut it file like little yeah, a little torch to the blade like play with the curve a little bit a little spray paint <laughs> good to go baby like I, I i'm i'm all about it i like it it's making a comeback it's making a comeback. I like it. Gordo, I absolutely I don't love that take. That's just me, though. Yeah. Lance, I'm with you. I don't get it. I don't get that's it either. That's funny. You're a funny bunny. Yeah. That's just he the take right there. Called oh. you a funny bunny right there. Folks, we're in the last few moments here. Uh, and with that being said, of course, the Boston Bruins are going to be in action against the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow. we got the rest of the schedule looking ahead. It's going to be a great season. I mean, they're off to the best start we've seen in years, especially for the Causeway Kings, keeping an eye on things. This makes Causeway Street very happy. So, yes. final thoughts real quick as we wrap it up here. Uh, Merrill, I'm tempted to start with you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ahead. worry. So, yeah, so uh, great being on with you guys. Great uh, great being here in Abington, uh, local cable. I mean, I just looking at this game, what I want to see is the consistency. Can the Bruins keep that consistency up? Um, can they be a little more structured defensively? Again, I'm not looking for a lockdown situation like Claude Julian, but you know, let's see some structure, especially with Swayman. You know, get his confidence going. If he plays, get him his first win. So that's what I'm looking to see. 
Beautiful. Gordo, final thought? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, Team Monty right now. Like, I like what's going on with the team. It seems like the guys are all responding to him great. They like, you know, his systems. They like his demeanor. Um, excited to potentially have Marshawn back early, which I think will be very interesting. I think and they then, said right before Thanksgiving. And, and, and honestly, Maybe I think if we could figure out a way to add, like, a piece to that back end, obviously McAvoy coming back will be that of a huge piece. But, you know, if we could find one more solid defenseman, I think we would have a really good team that would make a pretty decent cup run if Allmark does solidify him, um, you know, himself as that lead guy. Um, also, it. just wanted to say you guys missed out on a hell of a House of Dragons finale. Ah. Just, uh, just saying. House of just Dragons. We're gonna <laughs> it, was, it was unbelievable. You and your House of Dragons. It was unbelievable. Clance, final House thoughts as we wrap it up here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow night's game to see how, you know, see what they can do against a much more physically bigger team. Um, they're more, you know, they're strong in that too. They got, they picked up Huso from St. Louis in the off, uh, mm-hmm. in the off season. But um, yeah, I mean, they get, like Gordo said, it's great that we could possibly get Marsh on back soon, McAvoy okay. soon. But I have seen articles that the Bruins are out looking for another right hand defenseman. Um, I don't even know who's available out there right now. It's early. It's tough to it's, tell. It's very early. We'll, we'll break it down and we'll have it all for you folks next time around. Here on the Causeway Kings, thank you so much again to the WMEX Sports Podcast Network, all of our listeners there, as well as all of our viewers here on the Abington Cam Public Access Network and online at abingtoncam.tv for more information. Boys, as always, we wrap up another episode with the same way. Let's Let's go go Bees. Bees. We'll see you next time.